With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. coverage panthers podcast thank you for making us a part of your saturday uh or sunday or whenever you listen appreciate you making us a part of your day um you can catch us by the way on the full press coverage app it's a great way to i mean you can listen to us on spotify itunes um tune in radio we're we're on all of those platforms but the full press coverage Panthers app is a great or full press coverage app rather is a great way to get all of the great full press content that you see here. Listen to here. There's articles. Um, make sure you download that app. Um, go to place. Absolutely love it. It is good to have you in. Um, it, it is really, I mentioned this last week. We're really starting to tick down the weeks until we get into training camp. Like I can just feel like it's around the corner. And once that calendar date gets to July one, I'm going to get all fired up. Um, but let me ask you this. If I asked, what are the four most impactful positions in the league? What would your answer be Four most impactful positions? Here's mine quarterback. Obviously that's number one, right? 
Running back is number two. Now, I'm not saying valuable, right? Because we know running backs don't last very long in this league. But if I'm talking importance of how it impacts the game, I think it's up there because having a strong running game is what allows a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes to only throw 30 times a game if he needs to. It allows a quarterback like Brady to have flexibility. You don't have to be throwing 40, 45 times per game. Remember that year? I think it was like two years ago. Ben Roethlisberger was throwing like an absurd amount of times. He had no running game behind him. Like he single-handedly got Pittsburgh into the playoff conversations. You have a good running back. You don't have to rely on that. So running back to me is up there. Wide receiver. And I used to be a big doubt on this. I used to say wide receivers don't matter in this league. I still would make the argument that you don't need to have a top one in the league to be efficient. But I, I do really believe that wide receiver is one of the most impactful positions in the league because if you have a great one, it can duct tape, it can mask a lot of areas on your team that maybe you're not as great at. And then the last impactful position to me is pass rusher. And this could be a defensive lineman, edge rusher, or linebacker. This is a position that I think has transformed over the past several years. I mean, it used to be you just had a really good defensive end. Now you've got so many different ways of putting pressure on the quarterback. This could be an interior lineman. It could be an edge rusher. It could be a linebacker, defensive end. So I just classify it as pass rusher. Okay, now let's, knowing that information, let's make an all NFC South team with these positions. All right, so who's the top quarterback in the in the division right now? I would say it's Drew Brees today. Now, I, obviously, Tom Brady's great, but I think if you're talking about talent right now, I, it adds slightly to Brees. And here would be the reason why I think more than anything else is because Drew Brees has been with the Saints roster for a while. And as much as I like Brady and Gronk and Mike Evans and, and this Bucks roster along with Bruce Arians, I do believe there is a real chemistry factor where they're going to have to figure each other out. And so I think off the bat, Drew Brees is going to be better than Tom Brady. So I would say right now today, Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the division. Right? If I said who's the best running back in the division, who would you say? I would say Christian McCaffrey. Like that one to me is probably the easiest one. Wide receiver, who's the best in the NFC South? Julio Jones or Michael Thomas? I think you could maybe... I don't think Mike Evans is there just yet. He might be with Brady as his new quarterback, but I'd say right now the best wide receiver in the division, Julio Jones or Michael Thomas. And then who's the best pass rusher right now in the NFC South? It's Cameron Jordan. Now, I like Cameron Jordan a lot, but is he really elite? Bleacher Report did a ranking. They did an article. Top 20 defensive linemen, so not even really pass rushers, just defensive linemen heading into the season. Top 20 in the league, Cameron Jordan didn't make the list. Now, for what it's worth, if I did a list, he would make mine. He'd be right around 15 or 16. But what is clear is that pass rusher is the weakest position in this division. I mean, think about it. Quarterback, you've got your choice between two Hall of Famers. Running back, you've got Christian McCaffrey, maybe the most dynamic offensive weapon in the league. You could maybe make an argument for Alvin Kamara, right? Wide receiver, you have Julio Jones or Michael Thomas. And then you've got Mike Evans. Like Mike Evans would probably be the number one receiver in most divisions in the league, but he's got two legendary guys right in front of him. So we know that position's strong. But pass rusher, 
is not a weak, or is not a strong position in the NFC South. In fact, no team is really elite in this area. Now, at the start of the year, we're not at the start of the year, but right before the draft, I said the Panthers should not take Derek Brown. I said I would trade down. Today, I'm going to walk that back. I would disagree with myself after I've looked at all this information. Derek Brown was rated by Walter Football as the second best pass rusher in the draft, just behind Chase Young. Gross Matos, by the way, was ranked the second best defensive end in the draft behind Chase Young. Carolina drafted both of them. Now, it's certainly possible that both of these guys, not just one, but both, bust. But what if? What if Derek Brown is truly as dynamic as he was at Auburn? He's not in the same division as Khalil Mack or Miles Garrett or J.J. Watt. And I like Cameron Jordan, but it's very plausible that in just year one, Derek Brown could come into this league and be just as impactful as Cameron Jordan. And if that's the case, back to what are the four most impactful divisions in the game? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and pass rusher? The top players at two of those positions could belong to Carolina. And let's add to this. When I say Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan, what comes to mind? Age first, pocket quarterback second. Yes, Brees has his moments of evading sacks and running successfully, as does Matt Ryan. But Drew Brees is 41. I don't care how well his arm is holding up. Are we sure that he can keep running around doing what he's been doing this year? Each of these three are getting slower and more pocket-reliant than they used to be. No one has talked about it because who in the NFC South has a threatening pass rush? I mean, really nobody. But if Derek Brown and Gross Meadows work, Carolina could be that team. This is why Carolina went all defensive. It's because Marty Hardy looked around this division and he's going, look, we're not, no matter how well we draft on offense, we're not going to be as efficient as New Orleans, as explosive as Tampa, um, or I, I don't know what you want to call Atlanta, but I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to find a receiver as good as Julio Jones, as good as, even though this receiving class was amazing. And I like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know necessarily that he's quite as good as Matt Ryan just yet, but they look, he looked around this division and said, no matter what we do on offense, we're still going to have not a great offense in this division. But what we could have is a dominant defense. Look at Chicago. Chicago's defense has been the best defense in the NFC North the past several years. They're always in the hunt, despite having Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback. And this year, if, I mean, if Nick Foles works out, Chicago could be a real threat to retake that division. That's why they went defense here. Because Marty Herner looked around and said, look, it wouldn't take much for us to have the best defense in the NFC South. Like we, And I know Luke Kuechly retired. But the defenses in the NFC South aren't that great. And if you put together an elite pass rush, what you're going to force teams to do is run the ball on you. And the Saints have a good running game, but the Bucs don't. The Falcons don't really. And the Falcons this year are relying on Todd Gurley. If Derek Brown works, guys, Carolina is set up beautifully these next several years. You're talking about having the most dynamic running back, potentially the most dynamic pass rusher. Lord, if you just figure out quarterback soon, Breeze, Brady, Matt Ryan all retire at some point soon, 
You could have that position as well. Like, I, I, and, and I think Carolina is going to be a good, I don't think they'll be great, but I do think they'll be a good team in 2020. I do not buy the 4-5-1 or five, one season thing. I think they're going to be closer to seven or eight games. But if we're projecting long-term here, if Derek Brown works out, Carolina is really, really set up nice these next several years. That's why Carolina went defensive. I, I'm now totally walking that back because I look at it now, I think it totally makes sense. Speaking of defense, um, let's talk about something. So this is this is not necessarily a Panthers story, but I think it's important for Panthers to watch how this story folds out. So like the biggest story in the NFL right now is perhaps the one of Jamal Adams winning out of New York. After three incredible years, and I, I think Jamal Adams has proved He's the best safety in the game right now. After three years, he wanted a new contract. The Jets signed him through 2022. And of course, want him to play out his current contract before asking for a new one. Because the Jets can't think outside of the box. So, because of that, he has since asked for a trade. What this proves is why the Panthers made the right move by making Christian McCaffrey the highest paid running back in the league. Look at the Jets right now. They look foolish. They drafted Jamal Adams 6 in the 2017 draft. Oh, by the way, that's the same draft Christian McCaffrey was in. Jamal Adams has more than lived up to the hype, yet they don't want to pay him. Here's how other guys in that same draft have been paid. Mahomes, no new contract yet, but there are rumors, legitimate reports swirling, that he's going to get $200 million. Now, these reports come out why? The teams want them out. The teams are basically letting him know, like, hey, Patrick, Patrick, like, we're going to take care of you, bud. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Deshaun Watson, again, reports out he's going to get $40 million per year. Why would a report come out with a specific number? Again, the team wants to take care of their player. Both of these are confirmed reports. Miles Garrett, as well, another confirmed report. Browns are working on a contract extension for $20 million per year. And, of course, Christian McCaffrey, same draft as Jamal Adams, was just named the highest paid running back in the league. These players are who Jamal Adams views as his peers. One's already been paid. It appears the others will have new deals before next year. Garrett's possibly before this year. So here's my question to all of the people who suggested that Chris, that Carolina should trade Christian McCaffrey. And, of course, if you, that's what you advocated then, you have to advocate right now that Jamal Adams should be traded. You, you can't you, you can't view, you can't tell me you think Christian McCaffrey should be traded, but not Jamal Adams. If you draft a player in the top 10, are you not doing so with the hope that that player performs at an elite level? So once they do... Why wouldn't you pay him? Well, running backs aren't as valuable as they used to be. Safeties aren't as valuable as they used to be. <laughs> but well, wait a second. You drafted him in the top 10. So if you use the top 10 pick to draft him, that can't possibly be your reasoning, right? The Jets are an organization without a strong history of success, especially recently. They are just now... I mean, if you're at the Jets team coming into this year, they're just now starting to turn a corner. And they don't have to pay their quarterback for another three years. They have the cap space. Future free agents, by the way, they're going to remember this. Because future free agents, listen, the message the Jets are sending is, you can only play here if you want to be underpaid. If you aren't going to pay a player like Jamal Adams, who are you going to pay? 
Well, no player wants to be paid less than they're worth. So the Jets, effectively, have just turned off every player that they could have signed for the next two years. The only players they're going to get are players who really don't have a lot of options. That's stupid. This is why Carolina had to sign Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if a guy comes in and, I mean, boom, you first first year, second year, he's already one of the best players in the league, why hesitate? Well, we want to make the cap space just right. No, 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 no. You're not paying your quarterback. You don't have to pay your quarterback right now. This isn't Minnesota who, I mean, who knows why they paid Kirk Cousins what they did, but this isn't even that. The Jets don't have to pay Sam Darnold. The Panthers really aren't paying Teddy Bridgewater that much. So if you're not paying your quarterback, you've got the cap space. You do what you do to keep those talented players around. If you have the most, if you have one of the most talented players in the league at any position, you do not let him escape in his prime. That is asinine thinking. This is so incredibly backwards. And Panther fans need to look at the situation and appreciate the fact that Tepper and Herney paid Christian McCaffrey when they did. You know, I keep hearing all these Panther fans yelling at me that Marty Herney is not a good GM. Yet I look at all of his moves and it's like, do you realize how easy it would be for the Panthers to be in the same spot that the Jets are in? But without nearly the hype the Jets have coming into the season. Like, it wouldn't be that difficult. Like, do you realize how easy it would be for the Panthers to be in the same spot as Jacksonville right now, who have no hype coming into the season? I mean, their only hype is, well, gosh, I really hope we can get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year. But what if they end up with the third pick in the draft? Like, Jacksonville, I don't know what the plan is there. The plan is to be bad? What? Like, Marty Herney, I mean, listen, I'm not saying the Panthers are the best team in the division or anything like that. Or that he's done the best job in the league of any general manager. But when you consider the pieces he has been dealt, the cards he has been dealt, Marty Herney's done a fine job with this roster. I mean, a fine job. But if you look, if you're trying to project next two, three, four years, the Panthers have a good team. They have hope. They have a future. I like it. All right, when we come back, we're going to continue our division previews. Last week, we did the Bucks. Week before, we did the Falcons. So this week, we are, of course, on the Saints. And I think this might be the most interesting one I've done so far. That is next. This is the Full Press Coverage Panthers podcast. We'll be right back. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, beautiful Saturday. Um, however you're listening, whether you're driving around, I um, really appreciate you. My plan later on today, I'm going to do some home improvement around the house. Um, we got some things we want to get done to our house, and I, I am excited about that. I will tell you, I am like the worst with tools. Like if you give me tools and tell me to try and fix something or put something together, like I, I will legitimately make it worse. It's just not my thing, but I really, really enjoy being bad at it. Like I really do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out Home Depot a little bit later on today or Lowe's. I'm gonna get some stuff. I'm going to fell magnificently and then I'm gonna ask my wife to fix it because that's what I do. She's actually pretty good with tools. Um all right, so let's continue our division previews today. Um we are today previewing the New Orleans Saints, and there's a lot of hype surrounding this team. I would think most experts believe the Saints will probably repeat as NFC South champs. Um, and I'm not going to give you my thoughts on whether or not they do or not. I, I think I think that's definitely plausible. But I want you to hear everything about the Saints team. Because when I was looking at this team, there was something that just completely blew me away. It completely blew me away. The one thing I have realized, though, while doing these, pre- these team previews in the division is that while Carolina might be like the third or fourth best team in the division today, it is inches that separate them from the Bucks and the Saints and the Falcons. It's not feet. A lot of people like the Saints. A lot of people do. After a 13-3 and season, it, I mean, that makes sense, right? Here's the thing, though. New Orleans played one of the weakest schedules in the division last year. Out of those 13 games, here's who they beat. The Texans, the Seahawks, the Cowboys. You're like, that's pretty good, right? Here we go. Bucks, Jacksonville, Bears, Cardinals, Bucks again, Panthers, Falcons, Colts, Titans. That's a good one. And then the Panthers again. Only three of those teams, Texans, Seahawks, and Titans, made the playoffs. New Orleans won 13 games, and 10 of them were against teams who did not make the playoffs. One of their three wins against playoff teams was September 22nd. In Seattle, impressive win, right? On the road, in a tough environment, beat Russell Wilson, scored 33 on Pete Carroll. Oh, wait a second. Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback that day, not Drew Brees. He's in Carolina now. He, he's not He's not in New Orleans. I don't know if you saw that news. We all look at the Vikings game in the playoffs as an upset. But what if Minnesota was just the better team? Now, the past two weeks we've done this, I've given you stats with both the Falcons and the Bucks. I don't need to look at stats with this team. When you play a schedule like that, you should have good stats. The 2020 schedule, though, <laughs> it's just a bit tougher. You're going to play five teams that made the playoffs last year, and then also two games against Tampa, who now has Brady and Gronk. Oh, and then there's Atlanta, who actually outscored New Orleans last year. 44-35 between the two contests. Atlanta won one, 26-9. Atlanta, like, dominated New Orleans that game. It made no sense. Here's the stretch, though, in New Orleans' schedule that concerns me the most. 
after playing Carolina on October 25th, they head to Chicago, then Tampa. They come home to play San Francisco and Atlanta, then back on the road to Denver, Atlanta, and Philly. That stretch is absolutely brutal. Every one of those teams, I think, will be fighting for a playoff spot. The only one who may not be, Atlanta, they're going to be fighting to save their coach. Chicago and Denver in November, that's going to be cold because it's Chicago and it's Denver. Philly in December, that could be really cold. Now, neither Chicago or Denver are great teams, but both are good, though, and certainly good enough to pull off an upset. Denver was great at the latter point of last year. The first game back home from that uh, from the first road swing is a Fox game of the week against San Francisco. In fact, this whole stretch features five games that either will be the Fox game of the week or played in prime time. That's a lot of games with the spotlight on you. Here's the real kicker, though. After they play Philly, they come home to play Kansas City and Minnesota. So they're going to Minnesota team will be they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. Both of those are 430 games and the one against Minnesota is on Christmas Day. That is still a good team. <laughs> but they're going to be I mean listen, the Saints are going to be a good team. But they're going from one of the easiest schedules a year ago to arguably one of the toughest this year. And I think that's a I mean I think it's 10 wins for New Orleans, but it really wouldn't shock me if Carolina stole one. I mean, look, and I've been on this for a while. Carolina, they get the Saints in some really vulnerable spots this year. They get their division opponents in some really vulnerable spots. All right. So like, let's look at the Saints schedule. They open up with Tampa at home. Not an easy game. Now they should win because Brady chemistry week one, they shouldn't be as good. But still, that's an explosive team. Then they go on the road to Las Vegas. Again, they should win that one. But Las Vegas, playing in front of a new stadium, John Gruden, Derek Carr has something to prove. They don't want to be bad again. Because then there's going to be some legitimate questions about John Gruden. They're going to be looking for a marquee win. New Orleans Week 2, that could do it. After that, Saints come back home. So they're home in New Orleans. They travel out west to Vegas. Then they come back home to play Green Bay. A team that last year was right in that playoff mix. A team that last year was better earlier than late. Then they go on the road to Detroit. Now that's a win. And they come home against the Chargers. Now that's a win. They're not going to lose either one of those games. But you're talking first five games of the season. It's very plausible. The Saints could be 3-2. and two. Or even if they drop that game against Las Vegas, it could be two and three. I think it's start with the season 0 and three. It's a very legitimate possibility. And by the way, of those uh, first three games, first game is Fox's game of the week against Tampa. Second game at Las Vegas, Monday night game. Then they, when they come home against Green Bay, again, it's a six-day week. They're playing on a Sunday night. So they do not, the Saints do not get a chance this year to hide. They don't. That, to me, would be awfully concerning. Now, they get a buy on October 18th, and then after they buy, they play Carolina. I And it's at home. I do not think Carolina will win that game. I think that's a tough one. 
because coming off of a bye, they get to hide one o'clock game against uh, Carolina. That one, I think the Saints are going to win, and it, that one could be the one that gets a little ugly. But then you talk about that really rough stretch at Chicago, at Tampa, home against San Francisco, home against Atlanta, at Denver. You just start counting the games that they definitely will win. I mean, I think at Detroit, Chargers, Carolina, those weeks between October 4th through the 25th, those are, to me, those are guarantee wins. But then after that, there's not a guarantee. I mean, those three games guarantee wins. But outside of that, they do not have a guarantee win on the schedule. I mean, you would think playing Atlanta, they're guaranteed to win one of those, but I don't know that they are. And the Falcons are notoriously not as good on the road as they are at home, and the Saints are notoriously better on the road than at home. (laughs) So, like, this is not an easy schedule whatsoever. And, I mean, December 20th, home against Kansas City. It's a 4.30 game on CBS. Uh, December 25th, Christmas Day, they play Minnesota, a team fighting for a playoff spot. Then they end the year on the road at Carolina. I mean, what if the Saints are 9-6? and six? traveling to play a young Carolina team. And believe me, Carolina in 2020, they don't have interest in having just a high draft pick. They're not, they will not be the type of team that if they're out of the playoff race going into week 17, they're going to bench players or you're going to start seeing some people pop up on injured reserve so they get a better draft pick. They're not going to do that. They're going to play. And they're going to play hard because it's Matt Rule's first year. And at that point, this team should have a little bit of chemistry. Carolina is going to be a whole lot better January 3rd than October 25th. I mean, Saints could be 9-6 and six going into that game. Panthers can knock them out of playoff contention. I don't think that is incredibly unlikely. This, this Saints schedule is just a brutal one. They got absolutely no breaks whatsoever. They only have one, two, three, four. Five one, five of their 16 games, 1 o'clock games. Everything else is either a 4 o'clock a Fox game of the week game or it's in prime time. They don't hide. That's tough on anybody. I mean, I remember a few years ago, back when Kirk Cousins was with the Redskins, they had a schedule very similar to this and they were awful because Kirk Cousins didn't get a chance to hide. Um, now, Drew Brees doesn't need that 1 o'clock window as much, but this... This is just a brutal schedule. Um, I, I think that is the biggest concern for New Orleans going into this year. I think it's very plausible the Panthers could still win on them. Um, I, I look at the NFC South. You know, we've done our division previews now. And my biggest thought with this division is it's wide open. I think the Saints are the best team, but with the best with the toughest schedule. Uh, I think the Bucks are not as good as the Saints, but are going to struggle early because of chemistry. I think the Panthers might be the weakest team, but they have the most favorable schedule and the Falcons are fighting for their coach. Like I can make an argument, a legitimate argument for every one of these four teams. And I can make a legitimate argument against every one of these four teams. I think it's a, I think this division is a whole lot more up in the air than a lot of these experts and a lot of fans want to admit. All right. So, Full Press Coverage is looking for contributors. So if you are an editor, writer, or podcaster, we've got an opportunity for you. Fullpresscoverage.com slash employment for more info. That's where you need to go. If you want to get in on this, if you want to do it, listen, I do this as a hobby for me. I absolutely love it. Um, You should get in on this as well. Secondly, 
be sure to visit our friends at sportscaster.com and bookmark the official full press coverage page that sportscaster, C-A-S-T-R.com. You know how to spell sports slash full press coverage for great video content like FPC Radio Live and Pardon the Puck. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody listening to me today and listening about the Panthers. Um, a lot of good stuff going on on Twitter. I think I managed, and I, you know, we really didn't talk about Cam today, which is good. I think I managed to piss off every Cam fan this past week and did so successfully. I told you all when I started this, I'd be giving it to you brutal. Um, You know, I may not be the most knowledgeable person. I may not have stats memorized like some of these guys do. But what I will do, what you will get from me, every single podcast is 100% brutal honesty. I will not sugarcoat anything. And that's what I think a lot of you are listening. Our numbers are way up, by the way. And thank you for that. So um, if, if you want some entertainment, go to Twitter, read our replies. It is really funny seeing all these people freak out about stats that you give them about Jake DeLome. And when they finally see that, Cam, not much better than DeLome through it as yours. All right. You guys have a great weekend. This is the Full Press Coverage Panthers podcast. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.